Well, with the Paris Olympics now just nine months away, July 26, they will get underway. Wonderful results for Australia's reigning Olympic champion in the slalom canoe, C1, Jess Fox, who last week won World Cup gold medals in both the C1 and the K1, the kayak events, taking place where the Olympic competition will be next year. Now, these events closed out a season which also saw Jess win two gold and bronze at the World Championships in London. Jess, the gold medalist in the C1, which made its debut in Tokyo, and silver medalist in the K1 at those Tokyo Games, of course, just two years ago. They were held in 2021. It's been so great to catch up with Jess for Grandstand this weekend. And, uh, well, we just started talking what the feeling is like right now. Thank you so much. I mean, the feeling is a bit of exhaustion and relief that the season's over. It was... um, a really long season, but I think there was just a lot of joy and satisfaction in that last race in Paris to come away with with the double gold in the kayak and the canoe and then take out the overall World Cup um, and, of course, the bronze in the kayak cross. So, yeah, look, just stoked with my results this season, really pleased with the last race and looking forward to a little break now. (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll talk about what a break means for you in just a moment, but the feel also of those accomplishments at the Paris Olympic venue, this test event as well, what was that like? Yeah, it was different this time around competing at this last World Cup, which was the World Cup final, so it's worth double points for that overall ranking, but it was also the test event for the Paris Games. So we had an Olympic format in the World Cup schedule. So it was jam-packed and quite hectic, actually, and an exhausting schedule. Um, but just being there on the on the venue and getting a feel for that Paris Olympic course and what it will be like next year and, you know, those little details that you think about as an athlete in terms of where do I go warm up, where are the closest bathrooms, where's the team tents, you sort of start to log that in your mind and that becomes part of the preparation heading into next year. And, of course, racing well on the Olympic course always feels good uh, year out. So I'm really pleased with that. And I've never raced a test event before an Olympics, so it was good to, to um, to get that feeling out there for sure. Were there spectators there taking it in as well? Yeah, there were, and it was an amazing atmosphere. So on the, I think it was the Thursday and the Friday, we had um, hundreds and I think there was probably two or 3,000 kids there in the crowd, and they were so loud. It was incredible. The DJ was really <laughs> hyping them up, and they were probably better at the course than in school, so they were stoked. And then uh, over the weekend, we also had a really good crowd. So the atmosphere was was fantastic, and I think just imagining a few more thousand people in the crowds come the Olympics. It'll be a really incredible atmosphere. And obviously Tokyo, we, we didn't have a yeah. crowd, so it was quite um, quiet, I guess, and, and eerie in a way. So having that, that crowd there was wonderful. Oh, look, I just was thinking of that too, this to be your fourth Olympics, but the last one in gold for you and that the whole of the world, just with COVID-19 and the impacts and the delay of the Olympics by a year, what most have you taken from that? And now the next game's Paris, so close. Yeah, I think uh, when you finish the Olympics, usually it's kind of wow, four years feels like a long way away. And, and with COVID, it was five years. And then now it's a, it's a much shorter Olympic quad as, as we, we know them. But I think for me, it's been really great. Um, there was kind of that post-games year where I could try different things and then really fine-tune now in that pre-Olympic year coming into Paris. Um, but it's come around so quickly. I think it's like 200 and 
90 <laughs> days or something. <laughs> I'm not really counting, but I know it's less than 300 and I know it'll come around super quick. But I guess the one thing I've taken away from that Tokyo campaign was that um, there's no such thing as a perfect Olympic preparation and that you've just always got to be flexible and adaptable. You never know, you know, what could uh, derail your plans, I guess. Um, so, yeah, just keeping it open, flexible and trying to, to do the best that I can in that lead up for sure. And chatting to you from Paris, France, such a family connection for you as well. And, and your mum, your coach, Miriam, bronze at the Atlanta Olympics for France back in 1996. What is that? been like that 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 family connection in France in Paris as well yeah it's been very um very special for sure mum's been um my coach since since I can remember and, and my sisters as well and and you know with the Australian team since 2000 but coming back to France obviously she she's got a lot of connections and and you know some of her team her old teammates work for the French team so it's interesting being back there now and um and what's special, I guess, for us is that family connection who, you know, family and friends who will be able to come and watch the games in Paris who haven't been to any previous games and, and who will be able to support and, and enjoy that experience and that atmosphere. Um, but, yeah, look, it's it's a pleasure to race in France for me. I've only got good experiences and, and positive experiences and I, I can understand the speaker, so I know they say nice things usually. <laughs> but, um, but the crowd does seem to, you know, welcome me and, and support me maybe a bit less than the French athletes but still you know they sort of adopt me as well <laughs> I, I'm just thinking about I don't know how many French relatives you have and talking about those that can be there uh next year and friends do they kind of have to wear two hats in a way especially when you're competing <laughs> yeah yeah so they'll have you know some some blue white and red on one side of the cheek and then face paint green and yellow on the other side I don't know oh Jess you mentioned your sister Noemi as well Uh, the the story in terms of the connection mum dad you two and the chance of her a possibility for the Paris games uh, can you paint any more of that picture for us if if that could be a, a chance yeah, so the, the next um, qualification opportunity will be in June next year in Prague, um, and that's a specific Olympic qualifier for the kayak cross event where uh, she can go and, and try and qualify a quota and, and get that selection for Paris. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's it's obviously really tough when there's only one per country who can compete in in the events, but having this extra quota opportunity next year, um, you know, for her, she's only improving and 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 really i think it's been amazing following her progress the last year especially in kayak cross she just finished on the weekend in a fifth position so she's definitely in contention to go get that and i'll be supporting her and and cheering for her you know the whole way and you've just said earlier too uh after everything that you've achieved in in this season just completed a, a chance to relax a little how much time do you give yourself to relax and and what's most special for you yeah, I, I think it's um, it's always important to be able to switch off a little bit after the season and especially coming into a big year like next year. But I don't get too much time off. I find that I find it a lot harder actually getting back into training if I've had too much time off. So I prefer to sort of keep fit and active and keep chipping away. But 
Um, I mean, the last two days, it's kind of looked like 30,000 steps a day and, and sightseeing and visiting and, and walking around a lot. So it's not really resting, but it's good for the mind to do something else and spending time with family over the next couple of days before heading back to Australia um, in a couple of weeks. So yeah, looking forward to being home and and uh, then being back with friends and family and, and, you know, thanking everyone who supported me this season and all my partners and doing a bit more in the community as well. So it'll be good to be back. Oh, looking forward um, to that as well, Jess. And I just wondered too about returning back home, um, away from sport and, and all the family. Do you still have your greyhound? I'm just trying to think your love of dogs yeah. as well and Miss Pink. So how is Miss Pink going when, when all of you are overseas? Yeah, Miss Pink. I can't wait to see her. Um, she's good. So she's she's been with my dad, who he was overseas for a couple of the races. And when he's away, she stays with our family friends, Linda and Greg, who have a greyhound as well called Norman. Um, we say that's Pink's boyfriend. And yeah, that's like her resort. She loves being with them because she gets all the treats and she's treated like a queen. Um, but yeah, otherwise she's, she's with dad. And then yeah, I'll be home and, and looking forward to to going on, on on walks and, you know, watch her lounge around on the couch all day. <laughs> they are lazy dogs. Jess, it's been great to catch up with you. Thanks so much for your time again on Summer Grandstand. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on.